So blockage and flow, both of them are related. I've, I've been working on them both recently myself. And your idea of blockage as a point of release, that's kind of interesting. It's going to take some talking around to explain it, maybe. Yeah, it reminds me on, on sort of a parallel train of thought about the example we use in translation a lot to avoid winding up with two things in deadly parallel. The example of the boy at his piano lesson misplaying the note and the uh, teacher correcting him and then him shortly thereafter misplaying the note again. The teacher perhaps intervening again only to have him misplay the note again, in which case the teacher starts to tear his or her hair out by the roots <laughs> because... Because of what? Because of the misplayed note? No. Because of the power of the harmonic demanding to be known. Yeah. So we look at the, the misplayed note as the blockage, which is the point of release. Yeah. The blockage is the way that's what it's saying. Here's where you need to let go. Yeah. In traditional Chinese medicine, it's kind of the same thing. Illness is blockage. Qi has been interrupted. It's reached a point where there's a deficiency or an excess. Whether there's deficiency or an excess, smooth flow seems to be interrupted. So the Chinese doctor's treatment is to understand the nature of the patient's life, also reading the more immediate signals, what part of the body is involved, always being drawn by the power or the magnetism of the balanced flow of the qi. So he's, his job, as opposed to making symptoms go away, is to remind the patient's body of its natural flow. And while herbs or, or acupuncture or acupressure or various things may be prescribed, the treatment is called out by the flow, making itself known. Right. And at that point, then, there can be a release once the yes. flow is understood. Yes. And when we talk about understanding the flow, understanding the nature of what the blockage is a misreading of, then that's empowering. If we only try to fix the blockage, that's really asking the other side of the coin for the answer. It's like asking the coin for the answer instead of the value of the coin. <laughs> I've done a lot of work on the word flow, and I think my favorite part of uh, the advanced seminar class is the, the lesson on flowing and streaming. Oh, yes. Where we understand that you can't step twice into the same stream. Right and that everything is flowing. Yes. The thing, one of the things I like about that, and you know, as somebody who's out on the ocean, you absolutely know this, is just how restful it is when, when you're around things that are flowing. Yes. Where the flow is just the state of affairs and it's being enjoyed, it doesn't have a destination as such. Thinking of the flow of the waves, maybe the flow of the waves is the Water evaporates up into the clouds, and the clouds are of a form of flow, the form of the clouds flowing over the land, release the rain, which is a kind of flow. The rain gathers into the rivulets and into creeks and into streams, all of which are flowing, and of course flowing eventually back into the ocean and becoming the flowing waves again. And it has all the time in the world because it's not trying to get anywhere. It's not trying to desire something and get to it in that sense. Yeah, I love that lesson. And, and that does bring in the question of desire because maybe that's one way of seeing how we disconnect ourselves from the ever-present flowing and streaming of life by desires that um, 
Well, that maybe somehow a dissonant with all that somehow. Yeah, yeah, perhaps in the sense that it particularizes, seeks an egocentric aspect of the flow. The nature of flow, the nature of true flow, is that it's not broken up into particular pieces. Flow, by its, its very nature, is a continuous, beginningless, endless kind of thing. So, yeah, the desire tries to particularize it. And then, of course, the peacefulness is disrupted. Yeah, one way of seeing it, I think, is earlier you were, when you were talking about flow, it occurred to me that, I think you said that it didn't, there was no destination. And what occurred to me was that as far as the river is concerned, the destination of the ocean is already there. As far as the water in the ocean is concerned, the clouds are already there. I mean, so you don't have to create the destination and you don't have to struggle to get to the destination. Yes, exactly. It's a, it's a unity wholeness and oneness about it so that when you're with the flow you're in the state of you're continually returning in a way continually returning to where you started which is no place at all well especially if you understand yourself as being engaged in the entire cycle if it's all there i mean the, the analogy gets thin when you try to apply it directly to like your real life but it's i think metaphorically it, it does really work yeah, and it changes, it really, it makes how you're relating to your situation something completely different. It changes your relationship to what had arisen as the thing disturbing you in the first place. Right. Blockage. Yeah, I'm struck by how these things get our attention. I think that may be an essential piece yeah. here, that we, we don't really know that we're disconnected. And so something comes along and pokes us and said, hey, look. Yeah, actually, we are the flow of something all the time. But that flow is no real limit to it, so it certainly has the opportunity to see in pieces if it chooses to do so, or maybe it doesn't choose to do so, maybe it's just unconscious. But something rears its head, so to speak, in our awareness, in our awareness, which is a flow. Yeah. Saying, here's an opportunity to more fully understand the flow that you are. James Hillman, in his rebel writing about psychology and how he thought psychologists were getting it so wrong by focusing on trauma as a problem instead of focusing on events we refer to with words like trauma as being natural points of opportunity that are being shown to us, opportunity to grow further, evolve further. Because behind all of this, an unbridled oneness of flow is always transcending itself. And we are always transcending ourselves, no matter what we consider ourselves to be at a given time. We're in a process, we're in an evolution, we're in, we're in evolving to a higher form of understanding. It's what we do, and as we do it, we are happy when we do it. Yeah. We return to something that is compellingly real for us, and it comes with a kind of peace that is also compelling. You just have to pay attention to these situations as the opportunities that they are, whether it's the I've got to be a pony in here somewhere version, or I'm blocked, which means I must be close. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> Something's knocking on the door. Yeah. He was a writer who wrote about Jonathan Livingston Seagull. Richard Bach. Richard Bach wrote about that idea that would tap on the door to his awareness and if you didn't pay attention to it, you'd tap louder and finally start banging and banging and banging and finally kick the door down. <laughs> and you storm into the room and grab him by the neck and say, start writing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The dynamics of a blockage. Yeah, he was a pilot. Yeah, that treatise there about the idea coming knocking down the door, I think was in the preface to, not to Jonathan Vincent Seagull, but the book about the barnstorming pilots. Right. Yeah, that's interesting. He had a story about flow, too, that was very interesting. 
maybe it's in one of the books, but he talks about this community of sea creatures that lives on the bottom of the river. And they get along by clinging to the bottom of the river and they do their business and they hold on to whatever it is, like uh, little pieces of grass or mud or whatever it is. And they, they're they terrified of uh, of actually getting disconnected from the bottom of the river because that's where all their life is. So one day, one guy, just for his own reasons or her own reasons, he just decides, okay, well... I'm tired of going through this hideous life that I have here, <laughs> clinging to the bottom of the river. I'm just going to let go and see what happens. And so, of course, the river picked him up. And everybody was like, oh, my God, the river's taking him away. Oh, no. But, of course, nothing happened. He, he went down uh, along the river. And then there was another community further down the river. And they thought that he could fly. <laughs> so that's beautiful. he went down to that community and started telling them, okay, look, we don't have to be afraid of the river. We can let go and let the river carry us. So he became a prophet. Yeah. So it's like, uh, that's, I guess, one way or an analogy of understanding, you know, the, the flow that we are part of that we might not even know about, something larger than our own little perspective. Yeah. That takes the ultimate yin action of letting go to learn what that reality of us is. So we read about miracles and we read about magic and all those things. and We're all that. Yeah. In translation, all of the relatively, I guess, speaking miraculous things that are noted as we wind up the class, illustrations of what we naturally are. And we refer to things like uh, Bernadette of Lourdes or child geniuses like Mozart, superhuman feats that people accomplish. And when asked how they did it, but I don't know. <laughs> of course, I don't know. Yeah, the one who knows is the one who did it. The one who knows is the one who did it right. <laughs> Grasping an understanding of infinity. But I can't grasp that. William can't grasp that. Right. Only the infinity that I am, only the infinity that William is can grasp that. And so once again, we find out that uh, getting in touch with flow in the larger sense, that is this, this uh, all-encompassing sense that we're talking about, requires a change of identity, a change of your sense of who am I. Right. And a blockage is a stepping stone to that understanding. Right. Right. That is it exactly. And it's an indicator that now is the time to understand it. <laughs>